I'm going to talk about the February issue of Quality uh, section of Vision IS magazine. Criminalization of politics. Recently, Supreme Court made it mandatory for political parties to publish, including an official social media pages, details of cases against their candidates and the reason for selecting them over others. Now, background. Criminalization of politics means rising participation of criminals in the electoral process and selection of the same as elected representatives of the people. Supreme Court called criminalization of politics an extremely disastrous and lamentable situation and uh, raised concerns about unsettling increasing trend in the country. There is an increase of 109% in the number of MPs with declared serious criminal cases since 2009. 29% of those elected in the Lok Sabha in 2019 have declared serious crime. Association for Democratic Reforms analysis shows that candidates facing criminal charges had double the chance of winning as compared to those with clean record. Present verdict comes based on contempt petitions filed against political parties for allegedly disregarding the directions given in Public Interest Foundation case 2018. So exercising powers under Article 129 and 142 of the Constitution which deal with the content power of the Supreme Court and enforcement of its decrees and orders, it has given this verdict. What Supreme Court said, it is mandatory for political parties to publish detailed information regarding candidates with pending criminal cases and the reason for selecting them over others as well as to why other individuals without criminal antecedents could not be selected as candidates. Such details have to be published on their websites, one local vernacular newspaper and one national newspaper on the official social media platform of the political party including Facebook and Twitter. Details of criminal antecedents of candidates should include nature of the offences and relevant particulars such as whether charges have been framed, concern court, case number etc. The reason as to the selection shall be with reference to the qualification, achievements and merit of the candidate concerned and not mere venability at the polls. These details shall be published within 48 hours of the selection of the candidate or not less than two weeks before the first date for filing of nominations, whichever is earlier. The political party concerned shall then submit a report of compliance with these with these directions uh, with the election commission within 72 hours of the selection of the said candidate. If a political party fails to submit such compliance report with the election commission, election commission shall bring such non-compliance by the political party concerned to the notice of the Supreme Court as contempt of court's orders directions. Reasons for criminalization of politics. Board bank politics. As majority of the voters are maneuverable, purchasable, expenditure for vote buying and other illegitimate purposes, though criminals leads to nexus between politicians and criminals. Corruption. Nexus between politician and criminal has become stronger as politicians get their election funding from and muscle manpower from such criminals. Inefficiency in the funding of election commission. For the past several general elections, there have been existed gulf between election commission and the voter. Common people hardly come to know the rules made by the commission. Denial of justice and rule of law. Toothless laws against convicted criminals standing for elections further encourage this process. Not more than 6% of the criminal cases against Indian MPs and MLAs ended in conviction. This is in sharp contrast to the overall conviction rate of 46% at the national level under IPC. 
लैक ऑन इनर पार्टी डेमोक्रेसी दो दर आर पी ए डिस्कालीफाइज सिटिंग लेजिस्लेटर और ए कैंडिडेट ऑन सर्टन ग्राउंड देर इज नथिंग रेगुलेटिंग द अपॉइंटमेंट्स टू ऑफिस विद इन द पार्टी ए पॉलिटिशियन मे बी डिस्कालीफाइड फ्रॉम बींग लेजिस्लेटर बट शी मे कंटिन्यू टू होल्ड हाई पोजिशन विद इन आर पार्टी ना वॉट इज द इम्पैक्ट ऑफ क्रिमिनलाइजेशन इट अंडरमेंस द सेंटिटी ऑफ द पार्लियामेंट लॉस ऑफ पब्लिक फेथ एंड जुडिशल मशीनरी tainted democracy where the rule of law is weakly enforced and social divisions are rap, uh, are rampant the candidate's criminal reputation could be perceived as an asset then self perpetuating since the parties focus on the viability of the candidate they tend to include more and more influential elements such criminalization of politics perpetuates itself and deteriorates the overall electoral culture other than this what you need to know is uh, that uh, previous notable supreme court judgments related to criminalization of politics supreme court in 1997 directed all high courts not to suspend the conviction of a person on appeal if he was convicted and sentenced to imprisonment by a trial court under prevention of corruption act 1988 in the union of india versus adr 2002 supreme court directed that all the contesting candidates shall disclose their assets and liabilities criminal conviction if any and pending cases in the court of law at the time of filling of the nomination papers in lily thomas case supreme court ruled that a sitting mp and mla convicted of a jail term of 2 uh, years or more would lose their seat in the legislature immediately introduction to the none of the above option in pucl versus union of india 2014 to put moral pressure on political parties to put up clean candidates in public interest foundation versus union of india 2014 supreme court directed the trial courts to complete the trial of cases involving the legislators within one year in lok prahari versus union of india case 2018 supreme court made mandatory the disclosure of the source of income of political candidates as well as their dependents and associates would be mandatory also the disclosure of information regarding contracts with the appropriate government either by the candidate or her spouse and dependents was also held to be disclosed mandatorily In Public Interest Foundation case 2018 court directed disclosure of criminal cases pending against the candidate by himself or herself through election commission and another political party moreover the criminal antecedent of the candidates must be widely publicized through different media including the websites of concerned political parties various committee observed on criminalization of politics the santanam committee report in 1963 it referred to the political corruption as uh, more dangerous than corruption of officials and recommended for vigilance commission both at the center and in the states vohra committee report in 1993 it studied the problem of the criminalization of politics and of the nexus among criminals politicians and bureaucrats in india however even after the submission of report 25 years ago the report has not been made public by the government padmanabhaya committee on police reforms it found that the corruption is the root cause of pol- both politicization and criminalization of police criminalization of police cannot be dealing from criminalization of politics it is a criminalization of politics which has produced and promoted a culture of impunity that allows the wrong type of policeman to get away with his sins of commission and omission now what is the way forward there is a need to curb the high cost of campaigning to provide a level playing field for anyone who wants to contest elections as recommended by the law commission's report on electoral disqualification by effecting disqualification of tainted politicians at the stage of framing of charges with adequate safeguards the spread of criminalization of politics may be curbed 
filing of a false affidavit should qualify as a corrupt practice under the act conviction on the charge of filing of false affidavit must be grounds for disqualification as recommended by the law commission present reform in india recently a report by justice amitabh roy committee for present reforms was taken up for hearing before the supreme court background prison as a state subject under the 7th schedule to the constitution however the ministry of home affairs provides regular guidance and advice to the states and union territory on various issues concerning prison and prison inmates earlier former chief justice of india in 2013 had pointed out the inadequacy of reformative schemes for offenders and other prominent issues like overcrowding of prison unnatural death of prisoners the inadequacy of prison staff present staff not being adequately trained in response to this supreme court has constituted a three member committee in 2018 to look into the entire gamut of prison reforms across the country and suggest measures to deal with them why is the need for prison reforms the supreme court in its landmark decision in ramamurthy versus state of karnataka had identified various problems which need immediate attention for implementing prison reforms rampant overcrowding prison statistics india brought out by the national crime records bureau stated that in 2015 there were nearly 4 lakh inmates in 1400 facilities against the sanctioned strength of 3 lakh with an average occupancy rate of 114% in most due to overcrowding the segregation of serious criminals and minor offenders had turned out to be difficult which can in turn cause bad influence over minor offenders overcrowding result is a restlessness tension inefficiency and general breakdown in the normal administration delay in criminal trials in 2016 67% of the people in indian jails were under trials which is extremely high by international standards like it is 11% in uk 20% in us and 29% in france torture and ill treatment the prisoners including the under trials are forced to do severe labor without any remuneration and treated with utmost torture there has been a continuous rise in the custodial death due to torture and ill treatment women prisoners are more valuable to abuse vulnerable to abuse then severe staff crunch 33% of the aggregate prerequisite of jail authorities still lie vacant whereas the ratio between the prison staff and the prison population in india is approximately 1 is to 7 in adequate prison infrastructure most indian prisons were built in the colonial colonial era and are in constant need of repair and part of them are uninhabitable for long periods this results into violation of indignity and basic living conditions which go against un standard minimum rule for the treatment of prisoners which uh, suggest of uh, minimum floor space lighting heating and ventilation provision in the prison neglect of health hygiene food the prisoners in india suffer from severe unhygienic conditions lack of proper medical facilities and consistent risk of torment and misuse the kitchens are congested and unhygienic and the diet has remained unchanged then next is issue of women prisoners of the more of more than 4 lakh 33000 inmates across the country nearly 18500 were women though not exclusively looking after female prisoners there are just 9.6% women across all levels of the prison administration in comparison to the 33% suggested in policy documents lack of communication facilities the prisoners are left to live in isolation without any contact with the outside world their family members and relatives they remain uninformed about the lives and well-being of their family 
reform measures suggested by various committees law commission and judiciary all india prison service all india committee on jail reforms under the an mulla recommended to develop an all india prison service as a professional career service with appropriate job requirements sound training and proper promotional avenues adherence to model prison manual 2016 by all the states and union territories uniformity of standards central government along with ngos and prison administration should take adequate steps for effective centralization of prison and a uniform jail manual should be drafted throughout the country training and co correctional activities training to staff is using the latest technology correctional measures and physical fitness involvement of ngos and other non profit organizations for educating the prisoners with improved library facilities vocational training courses in cloth making electrification plumbing carpentry etc for the inmates facilities for recreational activities such as games and competition for inmates and staff seminars by jail authorities to enlighten the prisoners on their legal rights health and sanitation problems hiv aids and issues of mental health juveniles minorities and steps to reduce the violence in prison next is infrastructure technological upgradation such as biometric identification facilities prisoner information system provision of cctv video conferencing facilities are needed upgradation of hospital infrastructure such as bed equipment testing facility vehicle during medical emergency etc are needed staff all vacant staff position need to be reassessed recruitment of additional staff including medical guarding correctional staff clerical etc strengthening the open prison system which has come as a merry modern and effective alternative to the system of closed imprisonment strengthening plvs national legal services authority brought out a scheme called the para legal volunteers scheme which aimed at imparting legal training to volunteers to act as intermediaries between the common people and the legal services institutions to remove impediments in access to justice ensure legal aid reaching all sections of the people report on women in prisons by ministry of women child development in 2018 recommended a most robust grievance redressal system and access to female counselors or psychologists a separate accommodation for mothers in postnatal stage to maintain hygiene and protect the infant from contagion law commission recommendations like the amending the bail provision in criminal procedure code with emphasis on the early release on bail of under trials under trials who have completed one third of the maximum sentence for offenses up to 7 years be released on bail those who are awaiting trials for offenses punishable with imprisonment of more than 7 years should be bailed out if they have completed one half of their sentences comprehensive anti torture legislation on the lines of draft anti torture legislation suggested by 273rd report draft national policy on prison reforms and correctional administration 2007 recommended introduction of a provision for after care and rehabilitation services community based alternatives to imprisonment for offenders convicted for relatively minor offenses conclusion is uh, that indeed prisons in india make for a massive social organization part and parcel of the larger criminal justice system they make an invaluable contribution to upholding up the rule of law and to the maintenance of law and order peace and tranquility in the society other than that there is a case study related to police only uh, sorry uh, prison only reforming prisons in telangana it aim to take care uh, this take the system from security based to a more human centric one there was recasting of prison life and redefining the treatment of citizens in the conflict with the law a sufficient number of ambulances are made available 24/7 to tackle emergencies 
the prison staff is made accountable for every death individually and collectively unhygienic toilets have been transformed into clean private places by paying prisoners to clean them collaboration with behavioral psychologist for collect collective behavior therapy has helped change prisoner attitudes to life crime and each other with visible results staff morale is high as is the motivation to learn new management techniques to engage with prisoners more closely and less harshly swadhar grah this is a scheme for rehabilitation of women victims of different uh, difficult circumstances among other beneficiaries the scheme also includes women prisoners released from jail and are without family support and economic support prison manual it aims at bringing in basic human uniformity in laws rules and regulations governing the administration of prison and the management of prisoners all over the country key revisions in the manual include access to free legal service additional provisions for uh, women prisoners rights of prisoners sentenced to death modernization and prison com- prison computerization focus on aftercare services provisions for children of women prisoners organizational uniformity and increased focus on prison correctional staff inspection of prisons important reform measures taken so far in india the modern prison system was conceptualized by tv macaulay in uh, 1835 prison act 1894 enacted to bring uniformity in the working of the prisoners in india the act provided for classification of prisoners all india jails manual committee 1957-59 to prepare a model prison manual all india committee on jail reforms 1980 and 83 under justice a n mulla suggested setting up of a national prison commission as a continuing body to bring about a modernization of prisons in india In 1987 government of india appointed justice krishna ayer committee to undertake a study on the situation of women prisoners in india it has recommended induction of more women in the police force in view of their special role in tackling women and child offenders next is job reservation promotion quotas not as fundamental right A Supreme Court ruled that there is no fundamental right to reservation in appointments and promotion under Article 16.4.16.4a of the Constitution. The case pertains to a decision by the Uttarakhand government in 2012. Back then, the government had decided to fill up posts in public services without providing a reservation to members of the scheduled caste and scheduled tribe communities. The Uttarakhand High Court directed the state government in 2019 to implement reservations in uh, promotion by promoting only SCSTs to maintain the quota earmarked for the said categories the court held that article 16 to 164a are in the nature of enabling provisions vesting a discretion on the state government to consider providing reservations if the circumstances so warrant article 164a empowers 164 empowers the state to make any provision for the reservation of appointment in favor of any backward class which in opinion of the state is not adequately represented in the services under the state article 164 a empowers the state to make provision for reservation in matters of promotion to scst employees it is settled law that the state cannot be directed to give reservation for appointment in public post the order further adds that the state is not bound to make reservation for scst in matters of promotions the court said that no mandamus can be issued by the court directing state government to provide reservation However, if the state wishes to exercise its discretion and make such provision, it has to collect quantifiable data showing inadequacy of representation of that class in public services. 
If the decision of the state government to provide reservation and promotion is challenged, then the state concern will have to place before the court the quantifiable data that reservations became necessary on the account of inadequacy of representation of SCSTs without affecting general eff efficiency of administration as mandated by Article 335. Analysis of the judgment. The fact that reservation cannot be claimed as a fundamental right is a settled position under the law and has been pointed out by several judgments in the past. In 1967, a five-judge bench in C.A. Rajendran v. Union of India held that the government is under no constitutional duty to provide reservation for SCST either at an initial stage of recruitment or at the stage of promotion. The position went on to be reiterated in several other decisions including nine-judge bench ruling in Indra Sani v. Union of India and five-judge bench decision in M. Nagraj v. Union of India 2006. Although this position of law is a settled one, it is nonetheless at odds with certain other principles at the heart of the constitutional vision of, of equality. And in Thomas' judgment, the Supreme Court held that the Constitution was committed to an idea of substantive equality. It had to take, care, take the actual circumstances of people into account when determining what constituted equal treatment. The principal reason for this position was that groups of people who face structural and institutional barriers towards being able to compete on equal terms with others in society for reasons that are historical but whose effects are enduring must be treated in a way that mitigates those existing conditions of inequality. Reservations under this understanding were a means to bring about genuine and true equality and not a set of privileges of gifts. To interpret the obligations of the state purely from the textual foundations of Article 16 is not appropriate approach. Fundamental rights are not isolated provisions and ought to be looked into in as interconnected whole, as there are less avenues for the direct appointment in higher post, reservations play a major role for the representation of backward classes in higher post. According to a parliament reply last year, only one of the 89 secretaries posted at the centre belonged to the Supreme Court, while three belonged to ST. The court order may go against the substantive equality in higher post. The Supreme Court is not wrong in saying that a writ of uh, mandamus cannot be granted by any court in order to enforce an enabling provision. The writ of mandamus is issued only to compel an authority to discharge a binding duty. It is a settled principle of law that a discretionary power cannot be exercised in a fickle manner. Simply because the exercise of the power is optional for the government does not mean that it can be exercised in a whimsical manner. Article 14 of the Indian Constitution has been interpreted to provide all kinds of arbitrary decision by the government. Thus, the courts are entitled to examine if a discretionary power has been exercised in a judicious manner or not. Next topic is, uh, other than uh, this, uh, is uh, new rules for tribunals. Union Ministry of Finance has framed new rules prescribing uniform norms for the appointment and service conditions of members to various tribunals. Background In Roger Matthew v. South Indian Bank Ors case 2019, Supreme Court struck down the previous rules, Tribunal, Appellate Tribunal and Other Authorities Rules 2017 framed by the Centre under Section 184 of the Finance Act 2017. Supreme Court stated that the rules suffered from various infirmities and were contrary to the principles envisaged in the Constitution as interpreted by this Court. Further, it directed the government to reformulate the rules in conformity with the principles delineated by the Court. About the new rules, the tribunal, appellate tribunal and other authorities were framed by the Ministry of Finance in exercise of powers under Section 184 of the Finance Act 2017. 
These apply to 19 tribunals including Central Administrative Tribunals, Income Tax Appellate Tribunal, Custom Excise Tax, Service Tax Appellate Tribunal, notably foreign tribunals are not covered. Appointment of such tribunal shall be made by the Central Government on the recommendation of Search Come Selection Committee composed of Chief Justice of India, Judge nominated by CGI, President or Chairperson of Tribunal, two Government Secretaries from the Concerned Ministry Department. The removal will be recommended uh, by the committee only and uh, after an inquiry. Qualification of tribunal members will be uh, the person having judicial and legal experience. The term will be fixed for four years based on court's observation that the three-year term under 17 rules precluded cultivation of adjudicatory experience. Independence uh, that the members will be eligible for reappointment has also been dropped. Now concerns that still remain. Lack of judicial primacy in appointment, appointment still remain. In Supreme Court Advocates on Record Association versus Union of India, which is fourth judge's case, it was held that the primacy of judiciary is imperative in selection and appointment of judicial officers, including judges of High Court and Supreme Court. Strength of search cup selection committee of tribunals has been reduced from five to four by omitting the expert nominee as fifth member. This composition still has token representation of CGI or his nominees as found in Roger Matthew case. Also, for tribunals like CAT or Debt Recovery Appellate Tribunal, a non-judicial member can become a chairperson which undermines judicial primacy. Principles laid down in Union of India versus R. Gandhi, Madras Bar Association case 2010 is not met. Regarding composition, stated that among the four members search come selection committee, there should be two judicial appointments. The court held that the term of office shall be five to seven years. Suspension of the president, chairperson or member of the tribunal can be only with the concurrence of the Chief Justice of India. However, there is no provision in 2020 rules. Regarding independence of tribunals, what held that the administrative support for all tribunals and its members should be from the Ministry of Law and Justice, not from parent ministries or departments concerned. Only judges and advocates should be considered for uh, appointment as judicial member of the tribunal and not those from the Indian Legal Service. Next is Gram Nayalayas. The Supreme Court has directed all the states to come out in, with the notification for establishing Gram Nayala within a month and has asked the High Courts to ex expedite the process of consultation with the state government on this issue. Now, what is the background of it? Entry 65 of the state list in 7th schedule empowers the state with jurisdiction and powers of all courts except the Supreme Court with respect to any of the matters enumerated in the list. Administration of justice, constitution and organization of all courts except the Supreme Court and the High Court falls under concurrent list. 114th report to the Law Commission recommended setting up of Gram Nayala mobile, mobile Village Court at the grassroots level to provide access to justice to the most marginalized sections of the society, especially to reduce barriers to access in terms of distance, time and associated cost. Reduce delay by providing for summary procedure. Reduce workload on higher tiers of judiciary. They were expected to reduce around 50% of the pendency of cases in subordinate courts and also to take care of the new litigations which are to be disposed within six months. Gram Nayala Act 2008 came into force on October 2, 2009. 
more than 5000 gram nayalas were expected to be set up under the act for which the central government allocated about uh, rupees 1400 crores by way of assistance to the concerned state union territories however presently only 11 states have taken steps to notify gram nayalas so far only 208 gram nayalas are functioning in the country in some of the states the proposals for establishing the gram nayala are pending before the high court for consultation while in some they are not functioning despite being notified though some states have issued notification for establishing the gram nayalas all the established gram nayalas are not functioning very few states have shown eagerness to establish the gram nayalas and not a single gram nayala has become operational in northeastern states about gram nayala the structure is established for every panchayat at intermediate level or a group of contiguous panchayat at intermediate level in its district the state government in consultation with the high court notifies the boundaries of the area under the jurisdiction of the gram nayala it can also alter such limits at any time it can hold mobile courts in villages falling under this jurisdiction and state government shall extend all required facilities the state government shall appoint a presiding officer called nyay adhikari for every gram nayala in consultation with the high court who will be person eligible to be appointed as a judicial magistrate of the first class the salary and other allowances along with the other terms and conditions of the service shall be on the same lines on the same lines of what the salary and allowance along with the other terms and condition on service shall be on the same lines as well representation shall be given to the members of the schedule caste schedule tribes women and others jurisdiction power and authority gram nayala shall exercise both civil and criminal jurisdiction the judgment passed by gram nayala in civil cases shall be deemed to be a decree gram nayala can try criminal cases civil cases uh, claims or disputes which are specified in the first and second schedule of the act offenses not punishable with death imprisonment for life or imprisonment for a term exceeding 2 years theft matters regarding stolen property where the value of the property stolen does not exceed rupees 22 rupees 20000 offenses related to central act such as payment of wages minimum wages protection of civil rights bonded labor protection of women from domestic violence act offenses under state act which are notified by each state government civil and property suits such as use of common pasture water channels farms right to draw water from a well or tube well the first and second schedule of the gram nayala act can be amended by both and uh, central and state governments a gram nayala is not bound by the rules of evidence provided in the indian evidence act 1872 but is guided by the principles of natural justice and is subject to any rule made by the high court an appeal against a judgment of a criminal case shall be taken to the court of session while the civil case appeal shall be taken to district court appeals have to be heard and disposed of within 6 months the primary focus of gram nayala is to bring about conciliation between the parties if any stage that there is reasonable possibility of a settlement between the parties the proceedings of gram nayala should be adjourned and the matter shall be referred to conciliator ineffectiveness of gram nayala concurrent jurisdiction with regular court majority of seats have set up regular courts at the taluka level instead of setting up gram nayala perhaps with a view to avoid the complexities involved in implementation of a new legislation fresh appointment of nyay and adhikaris and negligible funding from the central government shortage of human resources the progress is affected by non availability of judicial officers to function as 
ग्राम न्याय अधिकारी नॉन अवेलेबिलिटी ऑफ नोटरी स्टैम्प वेंडर्स एक्सेट्रा funds will be on uh, the slow pace of utilization of funds under scheme is mainly due to the lack of proposals from the states for setting up of gram nayala reduction of pendency one of the objectives of the act was to reduce the pendency and burden of the lower court in the district but it is revealed that even this is not this has not been fulfilled number of cases disposed by the gram nayalas is negligible the gram nayalas uh, functioning of the gram nayalas has been established on a part time basis and they are not in addition to the existing court they are being grappling with systemic defect lack of practice of recording case data and status lack of political will lack of awareness among many stakeholders including litigants lawyers police officers and others are not even aware about the existence of the gram nayalas in the district court premises and no conferences or seminars have been organized for creating awareness about this institution now what is the way forward is that establishment of permanent gram nayalas then uh, infrastructure and security creation of a regular cadre of gram nay adhikari then training of gram nay adhikari and creation of awareness among the various stakeholders are the steps which need to be taken in order to promote gram nayalas across the states next topic is about inner line permits recently manipur has launched an online portal for the travelers to seek inner line permit now applicants can apply the inner line permit online by making necessary payment and pre print their permits before reaching the state the new system would also overcome the problems and difficulties faced by the concerned authorities and officials while issuing permit manually at various entry points or gates about the inner line permit It is a travel document that allows an Indian citizen to visit or stay in a state that is protected under inner line permit system. Foreigners need a protected area permit to visit tourist places which are different from inner line permit needed by domestic tourist. The system is in force today in four northeastern states Arunachal Pradesh, Nagaland, Manipur, Mizoram. No Indian citizen can visit any of these states unless he or she belongs to that particular state or she overstay beyond the period specified in the inner line permit the concept stems from the bengal eastern frontier regulation act 1873 where the british framed regulations restricting the entry and regulating the stay of outsiders in designated areas this was to protect the crown's own commercial interest by preventing british subjects from trading within these regions in 1950 the indian government replaced british subjects with citizen of india This was to address local concerns about protecting the interests of the indigenous people from outsiders belonging to other Indian states. The inner line permit is issued by the state government concerned. It can be obtained after applying either online or physically. It states the dates of travel and also specifies the particular areas in the state which the inner line permit holder can travel to. Status of uh, inner line permit in different states. Meghalaya mein it has adopted a resolution for implementing the inner line permit regime in the state in november 2019 the meghalaya cabinet approved the amendments to the meghalaya resident safety and security act which will lead to laws that require non resident visitors to register themselves while meghalaya has amended the law it is not yet clear what exact rules visitors to the state would be subjected to officially it has not been said to be the application of inner line permit regime Assam too uh, there have been demands by certain section of the introduction of inner, inner line permit groups like Assam Jatiyawadi Yuva Chhatra Parishad a youth organization has been organizing protest demonstrations seeking uh, 
ILP throughout the state. Recently, the Assam Finance Minister has remarked that Assam will not have the inner line permit. Manipur inner line permit system came into effect in the state of Manipur from January 1, 2020, and is issuing four limits types of permits: temporary, regular. Special and labor permits. Last year, the Manipur uh, People Bill 2018 was uh, passed unanimously by the state assembly. The bill put several regulations on outsiders or non-Manipuri people in the state. The bill had undergone series of negotiations regarding defining the Manipuri people, after which a consensus was reached regarding 1951 as cut-off year for the limitation definition. Impacts of ILP. Economic impact by imposing restrictions on the entry of outsiders into these hill states. There are apprehensions that tourism gets affected and the local economy is not able to achieve its potential. Scope of error in issuing these documents has been observed due to human intervention, which causes inconvenience to the visitors. Fears of marginalization, such as in Meghalaya, where a sizable chunk of non-tribal population also resides. There is a fear psychosis among the non-tribals that their interest interest will be overlooked. If the ILP is implemented, this is further accentuated as the definition of indigenous person of the state remains unclear. The All Nagas Student Association Manipur is of the opinion that the definition of who is a migrant and who is not reflected in the ILP guidelines in Manipur. Next topic is twenty second Law Commission of India. Law Commission, as we all know, it is. Uh, The first law commission was established during the British Raj in 1834 by the Charter Act of 1833 and was presided over by Lord Macaulay. However, the first law commission of the Independent India was constituted in 1955 with Mr. M. C. Sethilbad as its chairman. The law commission is a non-statutory body constituted by Government of India every three years. Its major function is to work for legal reform and works as an advisory body to the Ministry of Law and Justice. It has so far constituted submitted to 77 reports. Why it is in news? Because Union Cabinet approved the creation of 22nd Law Commission with a term of three years. The 21st Law Commission under the Justice B S Chauhan was established in 2015 and had a tenure to August uh, tenure to August 31st 2018. It had submitted reports and working papers on key issues such as simultaneous elections to the Lok Sabha and state assemblies and uniform civil code. About 22nd Law Commission composition. It will uh, consist of a full-time chairperson, four full-time members, secretary, Department of Legal Affairs as ex-officio member, secretary, legislative department, and not more than five part-time members. The terms of reference: identity laws identify laws which are no longer needed or relevant that can be immediately repealed. Examine the existing laws in the light of DPSP and suggest ways to improve and reform. Consider and convey to the Government its views on any subject relating to law and judicial administration that may be specifically referred to it by the government through Ministry of Law and Justice. Consider the request for providing research to any foreign countries as may be referred to it by the government through Ministry of Law and Justice. Take all such measures as may be necessary to harness law and legal process in the service of the poor. Revise the Central Act of General Importance so as to simplify them and remove anomalies, ambiguities, and inequities. Delimitation Commission. Central Government has constituted the Delimitation Commission for the purpose of delimitation of Assembly and Parliamentary constituencies in the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir and the states of Assam, Arunachal Pradesh, Manipur, and Nagaland. 
Commission will delimit the constituencies of Jammu and Kashmir in accordance with the provisions of Jammu and Kashmir Reorganization Act and of Assam, Arunachal, Manipur, Nagaland in accordance with the Delimitation Act of 2002. The delimitation in Jammu and Kashmir will be based on the consensus of 2011 due to an amendment in the JNK reorganization. The last delimitation of JNK was done in 1995. The commission will be headed by the former Supreme Court Judge Justice Ranjana Desai. About delimitation, delimitation literally means the act of or process of fixing limits or boundaries of territorial constituencies in a country or a province having a legislative body. Under Article 82, the Parliament enacts a delimitation act after every census which establishes a delimitation commission. Under Article 170, states also get divided into territorial constituencies as per delimitation act after every census. In India, such delimitation commissions has been constituted four times in 1952-63-73-2002. The delimitation commission is appointed by the President of India and works in collaboration with the Election Commission of India. The commission has three ex-officio members, a serving retired judge of Supreme Court as chairperson, CEC and uh, order election commissioner nominated by CEC and state election commissioner of the concerned states. Now, its functions include determining the number of boundaries of constituencies, identifying seats reserved for SCST wherever the population is relatively large. Its orders have the force of law and cannot be called in question before any court. There, were no, there was no delimitation after the 1981 and 1991 census due to various family planning programs. In 2002, 84th constitutional amendment was used to freeze the process of delimitation for local Lok Sabha and state assemblies still at least. 2026 National E-Governance Service Delivery Assessment NESDA 2019 This is the next topic National E-Governance Service Delivery Assessment So here what we are doing is we are just assessing the E-Governance Services So it is done for four categories Union Territory, North East States, Hill State, Remaining States, Central Government, Ministry, Websites It primarily assesses all state union territories, central ministry service portals on seven key parameters, which is accessibility, content availability, ease of use, information security and privacy, and service delivery, integrated service delivery, and status and request of tracking. Framework covers six sectors, which is finance, labor, employment, education, local government, utilities, social welfare, and environment, including fire. The assessment was aimed at improving the overall e-government development by evaluating the efficiency of service delivery mechanism from a citizen's perspective. Delhi, Chandigarh, Daman and Diu administration have emerged leaders among union territories across all parameters. Haryana and Rajasthan are leading states in the assessment under the remaining states category comprising 18 states. The website of the CBDT under the Finance Ministry is the winner under the Assessment of Central Ministry Service Portals category where the Ministry Portals of Health and Family Welfare, the Human Resource have emerged leaders across all parameters. In terms of portals, Kerala scored the highest in states and union territories. Now, what are the key recommendations? Creating an inclusive digital uh, ecosystem mandatory. Mandatory sector-specific service focus to attain SDG goals. E-literacy for inclusiveness. Improving accessibility for higher uptake, security and privacy for public data, embracing new age technologies for improved service delivery, adoption of standards for uniformity in governance, integrated service delivery focus on India enterprise architecture. This was it about the February issue of uh, Polity part of Vision Eyes magazine. For rest, I will keep you updated in the same podcast.